and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castile. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. contract to the heavenly courts and you need to apply for your rights apply for your benefits and claim that which you have inherited and then you got to know that there's opposition to your inheritance my father and I know this quite well because my father was shot and killed when I was three years old my mother and father they separated when I was about two my father moved to California and he was shot and killed. My father had $30,000 in his will for me and my sister. It said for his children. It just said for his children. Didn't have our names. So what happened was he was dating a girl named Blanca. I just call her out right now. She's watching on TV. Blanca, you, I rebuke you. Amen. He was dating a girl named Blanca. No, I forgave her. Amen. Blanca had two kids also. So Blanca claimed that she was married to my father so she could take half of our $30,000. So my mother, she was just a waitress. She didn't have the money to go to the courts to fight for what belonged to her children. So my mother just, uh, you know, she was upset. She cussed, called her up, threatened to beat her up and things like that. But, you know, that don't work. Amen. Some of you guys are just fighting, rebuking the devil, binding the devil, and you're not getting breakthrough. Because you have to do things legally. Amen. Amen. And my mother, she didn't have the money to go to the court and to fight for what was given to us in the will. So this lady ended up taking half of mine and my sister's inheritance through deception. By saying she was married. Now it was impossible for her to be married to my father. Because my mother had not yet divorced. They just separated. So in America you can't legally get married to somebody else. While you're still married to somebody else. You can't do that in America. And if they do get a marriage somehow. Because the records weren't uploaded or something. She can show that her marriage license. And prove that that next marriage is not valid. But my mother didn't fight for our inheritance. She didn't go to the courts and fight and apply for what was ours. So me and my sister, we only got 15000 You split that by two, I got 7000 And as an 18-year-old boy with $7,000, all I did was buy some speakers and an amp and some subwoofers for my car. And I drove around. Then the police pulled me over for noise pollution. Gave me a ticket, impounded my car, $1,000. I had no more money after that, and they took my speakers. I lost everything trying to be cool. Amen. Hallelujah. But I, I know this quite well, that everything that we've been given is given through inheritance. It's given us in contract form. And you have to apply for those rights. But you see, until we get revelation on what belongs to us, we will not have the, 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 the energy, the strength, the gusto to go and take it. Amen. Amen. 
and I have, you know, I don't want to give too many testimonies. I want to stick with the word, but I have so many testimonies of when I got revelation on what belonged to me, my spirit rose up and I took what I, what I, what, what I knew that God was saying was for me. Amen. Otherwise the devil will allow passivity to rob you of your blessings. Amen. Matter of fact, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, what sort of things you desire when you pray? Believe you receive it and we shall have it. And we've wondered why that hasn't worked. I desired a Bentley. I, I desired, you know, Dwayne Johnson for a husband. Hallelujah. I've desired, you know, and we, we think that he's married, ladies. That's witchcraft. You can't pray for a man that's already married. Amen. Hallelujah. And we wonder why that hasn't worked because we don't understand that word Desire. That word desire is, 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 that word desire is, is, is very similar to the word as to lust after. It means to strongly crave, to be obsessed with whatever it is that, that God has given you, that you know is yours, that you know belongs to you to the covenant, and you can't let it go. And, and you, 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 you gotta give birth to this thing that God has given you. That, if you ask for, He will give you. If you ask in faith. Amen. Amen. Not every whim of the flesh. Oh, I desire. I, I remember, you know, I first got saved. I lay hands on every Mercedes Benz and every Cadillac. And I just shaka, blah, 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 blah. I claim this one. I don't have none of them. Amen. If you have the title deed in the natural, it means you own the substance. So Hebrews 1 says if you have the title deed, if you own it in faith, if you own it in your spirit, man, you already own the substance. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Blessings and Curses CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to identify curses in your family, how to release the blessing of God, canceling genetic curses. This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. But when it came time where I really needed a car... My, my baby was on the way, and somebody said, God told me to bless you with this car seat. I said, well, if God gave me the car seat, obviously he wants to give me a car, amen. And I had a baby coming, and we needed a vehicle for my family, and this is something that we really needed, and we began to pray for it. Before we knew it, all the money came in, and I bought that car cash. Now, in America, you, you, you know, it's impossible to buy cars cash. Nobody does that, Amen. In China, that's just normal. You know, whatever. Okay, here's, you know, you know. But in America, you don't buy cars cash. I'm the first one in my family to buy a car off the lot, zero miles, to pay cash for it. Amen. But that came because we, God was speaking to us. He promised us a car. He wanted to bless us with this car. It was part of our inheritance. And we had to, and he gave us an anchor for our faith, a car seat. We knew this was God saying, keep believing, keep praying, go after it. And we really desired it. And we believed for it. And we got it. Amen. 
So everything that you get in this life comes in contract form. So you need to have revelation of what belongs to you for that to manifest. So when illumination comes, it springs forth like the morning, and then your healing manifests. It springs forth speedily. I love that word, speedily. Amen. Your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. The word of God transforming your core belief system not your religious what you know what you believe in your faith but literally changing the way that you view everything the a paradigm shift in your understanding that becomes a new paradigm and out of that paradigm flows what you walk in in your life your paradigm is what your spirit produces amen If you have a paradigm of perversion, your spirit will produce perversion. If you think, well, everybody does it, guess what? You're doing it too. Well, everybody lies. Guess what? Then you're a liar too. Because what your paradigm is, is what your life will be. Amen. It's the most essential element to functioning in this world is your paradigm. Let's take a look here at Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus says it like this. He says, and so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise day and night, and the seed shall spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. You see, things will manifest in your life. You don't even know where it's coming from. Things come in and out of your life and you wonder where it's coming from. It's coming from the seed that you sowed. Do you understand? If favor is coming in your life and miracles are coming in your life and doors are opening up and blessings are happening and promotions are coming and you wonder where is it coming from? It's all the, no, it's coming from seed that you've sown. Or if negative things are coming, it's coming from seeds that you've sown. Do you hear me? So you sleep and rise day and night and you don't know how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. We always want to blame God. We want to blame God. We want to blame the devil. But he's saying here that the earth will bring forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, then after that the full ear of corn. Now Jesus here is talking about two things. One, the word of God. I don't have time to teach it all to you, but if you go and look at Mark chapter 4, he talks about a man sowing seed. He says the seed is the word. And he says, sow seed into the ground. And he says the ground is the heart. If you have the title deed in the natural, it means you own the substance. So Hebrews 1 says if you have the title deed, if you own it in faith, if you own it in your spirit, man, you already own the substance. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Blessings and Curses CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to identify curses in your family, how to release the blessing of God, canceling genetic curses. This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set.
the spirit, your paradigm. So this here, Jesus is saying, is that the seed that you sow will create the paradigm. And the paradigm in your life will produce things of its own accord. Not God blessing you, not the devil attacking you. But your spirit will produce out of the paradigm that you have developed through your life. Now, unfortunately, we all were born in Egypt. We were born in the world system with the world's way of doing things and a worldly mindset and, 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 and so forth. So our paradigm has been corrupted by the world system. That you have to get a loan to buy a house. That you have to get a loan to buy a car. That, you know, we, we have all these mindsets that come from our culture. And now, for an American, I don't know about your countries, uh, let me see your hands. Uh, in your countries, do you buy houses cash or do you pay, or do you pay for them with a, a mortgage, a loan? Let me see your hands if you pay cash in your ho- country. Amen. Both. Okay. Well, how many of you guys' countries you guys get loans for your homes? Let me see if you get, everyone gets loans for their homes. Okay. In America, we all get a loan for our homes. This is, this is a system that we're taught. And I don't have a problem with that because, you know, I understand that economically there's this theory of don't use your own money. You know, I understand that. But you know what? It sure is nice to not have any debt. Amen. We, we, God bless me and my wife. We own two little houses. We pay cash for them. And one of my tenants, she hasn't paid rent in six months. So, you know, I want to crucify her. I'm trying to be Christian. Amen. But you know what? Because we're not paying a bank loan on it, I don't have the stress and the, and the headache that if I had a bank loan every month, I would really be, you know, I'd be, you know, on a, I'd be on an airplane with a baseball bat down there, you know. But because, you know what? I don't have that stress of a loan. I pay cash. I can offer grace. Sometimes people are not graceful because they're so stressed financially. They're so stressed financially. They're trying to squeeze every penny. And that's why they're giving you an attitude. Because they're so stressed. Because they're so tight financially. But when you're walking in the blessings of God, you could extend grace to people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Look, look, let's look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse, slide number 8, chapter 4, verse 10. Paul says this, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. You see, the life of Jesus, Paul is saying, is in you. But that light, that life is only manifested through the death of your flesh, through the death of your will. And and that's what fasting is. Fasting is partial death. How do I know? You keep on fasting. Day 21, day 22... Day 60, you've been dead. Every day you fast, you're dying to yourself. Not just dying to your will, but you are literally and you are physically dying. 
every day that you're fasting. So the denial of yourself and the fasting of your flesh puts to death the will. But the life of God that is already in you begins to break forth. So fasting and meditation on the word are two powerful twins. I understand you might be fasting on a work day and you don't have a lot of time to pray, but you could get some verses, write them down on a little cue card. And while you're at work, you could just meditate on those verses. You're fasting, you know, and you're prayerful. I understand you're working, you're busy, but you're prayerful. You're meditating the word. You're fasting. Your flesh is dying. The life of, in, the life of God that's in you is eating. If, if you have the title deed in the natural, it means you own the substance. So Hebrews 1 says, if you have the title deed, if you own it in faith, if you own it in your spirit, man, you already own the substance. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Blessings and Curses CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to identify curses in your family, how to release the blessing of God. Canceling Genetic Curses. This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. Feeding on that word. And that becomes a very powerful tool to transform your spirit and release the life of God. That's what it says. It says your righteousness will go before you. It releases the life of God. So many people told me when I'm in Mongolia preaching crusades and, and some, some of you have experienced here. That when I'm praying for them, they feel the wind coming from me. Just pushing them on the floor. One girl... She got mad at me in, in Vietnam because I blew in her face. I went, Whew. and she said, oh, he blew on me. That's disgusting. Then she felt a strong wind sweep her from her feet all the way up and tossed her down on the floor. What is that wind? What is that, what is that, that feeling of pushing? That? That's the power of God, the presence of God, the Holy Ghost that flows before me. The life of God that flows before me. Now, how do I get into that place, that pocket, that zone where the spirit of God is flowing from me? Where Peter, when he walks, the shadow is healing people. How is the shadow? Go back to that verse before. How did Peter's shadow heal people? Go back to the verse before. How did Peter's shadow heal people? Go back, go back, go back, one more, one more. How did his shadow heal people? The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Look that up in the Hebrew. It says the glory shall accumulate behind you and be a rear guard. That's how Peter's shadow healed. It wasn't his shadow. It was the glory of the Lord that followed behind him. It was the train of Christ's robe flowing out of his life that healed the sick behind him. And Peter ain't the only one. Amen. It hasn't happened to me yet, but it will in Jesus' name. I know there's an African pastor. He's, he's African from, in America, Nigerian, Charles Ufundu or something. 
They told me he went to Mongolia, had a crusade, 70,000 people. They called him the black Jesus. Because they said when he was just walking in the corridor to the crusade, sick people were lined up. Everyone that he walked past were coming out of their wheelchairs and dropping their crutches and pulling off. They were all getting healed as he walked down the corridor. This, this isn't Peter. It's just a brother from Nigeria. But the glory of the Lord, when you've been fasting and meditating the word and being filled with the Holy Ghost and the light of God is breaking forth, the, the glory of God is becoming your rear guard. I remember my pastor, Bill Winston, was praying for a lady. And he was praying for this lady uh, to be healed in a wheelchair. And this other girl I knew, I don't know what happened. She must be demon-possessed. But there was another girl I knew. I knew her because she had one arm. She only had one. She had a stub, you know, only one arm. And then one arm, full arm, and then a stub. She was sitting way on the other side of the sanctuary. And some demon or something manifested in her. I don't know what was going on. As soon as my pastor bent over and started praying for this lady in a wheelchair, she jumped up screaming, ah, 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 and she starts screaming and she runs. And I was a bit upset because I'm like, where are the ushers? The ushers should have tackled her, knocked her down or grabbed her, you know. We have a couple football players in that church. So I was kind of upset that nobody tackled her because I was way in. I couldn't help because I wasn't on the front row. But the usher just let her run. So she runs up. Ha, 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 and Pastor Winston is praying for this lady. So he doesn't even really. He's just so focused on praying. He don't even turn around. So she, she comes up to him and he's bending down praying. And right when she gets behind him, he, he stands up and looks at her. and Boom. Before she could hit him, I don't know what she was going to do, like try and jump on him or something. Before she could even contact him, he just got up and looked back and whack. She was whacked across the room by the power of God. And I saw it right there. It looked like there was this invisible, invisible force field behind him. That's what I imagine then when I hear about the glory of the Lord being your rear guard. Hallelujah. Amen. We should be walking in the spirit, walking in the presence of God, healing going forth from us, the glory of God, our rear guard, walking in divine preservation and power and miracles and healing and blessing. Amen. I want you not to just focus, however, on the death of Christ working in us, but I want to bring your attention to the life of Christ also working in us. I've been told you got to preach the cross, brother. You got to preach the cross, brother. Brother, you got to preach the cross more often. I like what John G. Lake said. John G. Lake said, the great majority of the Christian world is still weeping at the feet of the cross. The consciousness of man is fixed on the Christ who died, not the Christ who lives. They are looking back to the Redeemer who was and not the Redeemer who is. Hallelujah. We need to have a revelation of the cross. We need to have a revelation and and we need to preach on that and understand that. But we also need to move on over to the resurrection and have a revelation of the resurrection and the living life of Christ that's in the inside of us if we want it to spring forth and go before us and the glory of God to be our rear guard. 
God's not only calling us to his death, but also into his glory. Amen. The churches need to have a message of the cross every Sunday. I, I, I mean, I've heard that said. And I said, yeah, I mean, of course, especially if you have sinners. You got to preach the cross. And I said, I preach the cross every altar call. I preach the cross. But the book of Hebrews says that we have to move past the foundational truths of God. Every week, repentance from dead works, baptisms, the cross of it. We need to move into the revelations, the Pauline revelations, buried with him in baptism, risen with him, seated with him in heavenly places, the new creation, the new man. If we're going to live a transformed and glorious life, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say a lot, a lot more, but I also wanted to keep it only 30 minutes this morning. Amen. (laughs) So let's do, let's just stand to our feet here. I'm, 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 I'm pushing through my introduction, but I don't want to keep you long. Hallelujah. I like Rodney Howard Brown's church. He said, if you say I'm going to keep it short, that's like cussing. And he said, and you'll never be invited back to our church if you say you're going to keep it short. Their services are four or five hours, six hours long, every Sunday. But amen, we, we, we got to pay rent here. He owns the building, amen. <laughs> we need to own our own building, hallelujah. Amen. Jesus' name. If you have any takeaway today, I want you to, understand that the paradigm not i'm not talking about just being a christian you know sometimes the worst thing that ever happened to people is that their mom took them to church because they got so religious that the kingdom life is never lived and they just you know whatever sunday just just like just like a muslim or just like a buddhist you know they're culturally christian never living a kingdom life Never having a, a heart for souls to be saved and delivered. Never having the, a, a, a miraculous. I love what John G. Lake said. He said, Christianity is supernatural from top to bottom, from left to right, inside and out. Everything about the Christian life is a miraculous, supernatural life. And so many people have been so churched that they don't have any kingdom life. Hallelujah. And that's why they can't extend grace to people. Amen. Because they, they, they haven't experienced the real life of God. Amen. The goodness of God. You know, I had a word when I was downstairs. I was buying my coffee. And the Lord said to me, Don't say that I will forgive you. I won't forgive anybody. He said, I forgave. Forgiveness was already given. It's the fact that he forgave. Now, it's past tense. We've gone beyond this shame and guilt and condemnation. And you are walking in the the past tense forgiveness of God. Forgiveness is provided. By his stripes you're healed. Healing has been provided. Everything that God has had to do, he's done at the cross. That's why it's called the finished work. Your healing was finished. Your provisions was finished. Your deliverance was finished. Hallelujah. We now have to get the understanding of it, the revelation of it, 
and then walk in it. My Bible college teacher told me, he said, Joey, if the doors don't open for you, kick them down. They don't open for you, kick them down. Hallelujah. Because the kingdom of God is upon your shoulders. Hallelujah. You are his ambassadors. And God has given you the right and the privilege to speak and declare his word, to prophesy. Whosoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted. Whatever you bind on earth is bound. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. You are in partnership with the most high God. You belong to him. This is far from a religious expression of a Sunday morning service. where We're talking about a kingdom life. D.L. Moody said the world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully yielded to him. Fully dead to yourself. You can do great and marvelous things. Nothing shall be impossible to you if you can believe. Amen. Father God, we thank you today for the reminding of your word for the exhortation of your word for the preaching of your word we thank you for a a paradigm shifting in all of our lives God let us not sit idly by waiting for God to deliver us waiting for God to bless us waiting for God to change things but let us Father God begin to decree the written word of God let us begin to go into the courts of heaven and begin to take our contract and begin to come under the fountain of Emmanuel's vein and know that we have right and access to the throne of God and that we can begin to move and we can begin to act and we can begin to operate as sons of God. Hallelujah. We can begin to approach the throne and we can begin to govern on the earth as the sons of God. And we thank you, Father God, that the same purpose and mantle upon Jesus to let the oppressed go free to to destroy the works of darkness, to deliver those that are captive out of dungeons is the mandate upon our life. To not just have a a, a self-centered Christian walk where it's about us, but where the life of God would flow out of us into the lost into our neighbors, into our co-workers, our campuses, into the world that we live, that it's not, that this Christian life is not a private thing, but it is a, it is a life of demonstration and glory and setting the captives free all around us, Jesus. And Father God, we just want to give you thanks. I want to give us to give thanks today. There's a pastor that just got released from prison in Turkey two years in prison in Turkey. He just got released. Let's give God a hand clap of appreciation for that. Lord, we thank you for releasing the pastors. Thank you for releasing the pastors from North Korea, releasing the pastors from Turkey, and we pray against every pastor, every Christian on the mission field, or whether they're in Ethiopia or in India, under persecution by radicals. God, we cover them by the blood of Jesus. We decree, and Jesus said, I could call legions of angels, but I had to die. We declare that the saints of God today don't have to die, but we have to preach the gospel, baby. We decree legions of angels angels to deliver the pastors and the missionaries and those laborings in the fields of the Middle Eastern nations and the Asian nations and and Father God we decree and declare God divine deliverance and divine protection of your saints 
and every oppressive regime from Venezuela to China, from, from, from the north, Hindu police in India, we declare and decree that they shall encounter the light of God's glory, that they shall have soul conversion experiences, that they shall see their hand cut off short by the hand of God, and that Jesus be lifted high in this last and final generation. Hallelujah. Father, we decree and declare and intercede on behalf of every missionary, pastor, Christian, under persecution in the world that we're in right now. And we declare the deliverance of God. And we also thank you for every martyr that shed every drop of blood. We declare that it shall not go unanswered. And we declare the miracles, signs, and wonders, a wave of God's glory, an awakening God to take place worldwide. And we thank you for revival, hallelujah. We thank you for moving the church from survival to revival, hallelujah. And we give the God of heaven a praise and a glory and a thank you, Father God. And we decree it in Jesus' name. Let everyone here be be released today in the blessing, in the presence, in the reverberating word of God's transforming power supernaturally being implanted into the spirits, hearts, lives, and core paradigm belief system of of our body, Father God, that we begin to walk in new life. Let the sinner... See hell in our eyes and the saints see heaven in our eyes, Father God. Let the life of God go before us. Let the glory of God be our rear guard. And Father God, let the glory of the Lord manifest in everything that we do. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I trust you are blessed and encouraged. We have more on this series coming to you next week. So tune in next week and catch the broadcast. Make sure you call and send in a donation. Send in a seed. Support this ministry if it's blessed you in any way. If you think it will bless and encourage others, your financial support is very important. If you go to our website, nfbeijing.com, forward slash store you could get some of our ministry products cds and we'll be offering the dvds of all these sermons coming soon so go visit us online like us on facebook add our youtube channel where you're going to get a bunch of bonus materials everything that you don't see on the show you're going to get that on the youtube channel and of church at youtube and be blessed and encouraged we love you we want to encourage you to re-dig the wells of our fathers and also dig new wells for what god's going to do in our generation. 